what have we learned at Edinburgh Fringe 2022? Suze Kempner, hello. Hi. How are you hi. doing? Good to see you again. Thank you. Yes, and you. It's been a, a whole pandemic since our last discussion. <laughs> when did you just come off, come off stage? When did I come off stage? Uh, 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes yes, ago. Yes, 21 with... minutes past three. With PlayStation. Yes. How was today's show? It was lovely, thank you. Yeah, um, I've been blessed so far with full houses uh, that was show number four of a, a, a lengthy run mm -hmm. and uh, it went very nicely thank you nice so for those who uh, are coming to the fringe and still got time what is playstation playstation is uh, a show about how i got a sony playstation in 1998 and felt like a grown-up for the first time in life and i'm worried now that i'm having real trouble being a grown-up uh, how would you describe it in three words three words oh god uh <laughs> Gaming, singing, laughing. <laughs> oh, nice. Straight out of that. Well done. Lovely. Um, and how long has this show been in the works? Yeah, longer than a, a usual show. Mm -hmm. I finished my 2019 show this time three years ago, which was Mega Drive. And I thought, what would be the next natural progression? And I actually thought about doing a show called 1985, which was the year I was born, mm -hmm. and have all 1984 style imagery for it yeah. and then I went no I'll just do PlayStation because nice. that was the next console I got after the Mega Drive so having a show that's been basically put on hold for such a long time yeah. does that make a show better do you think I think it has made this show better I had more trouble uh, getting into writing it yeah. because three years was too long like it felt like too long so everything I wrote oh well that's not good enough I've had three years mm. and then in June this year uh, during previews everything just seemed to click I went oh okay there's the show yeah. that's fine there's the show um, and so <laughs> since 2019 what have you been up to <laughs> yeah uh, had, a, had a lot of sitting at home yeah. um, I started streaming on Twitch yeah uh, I had a like pretty decent Twitter following, um, and when people were live streaming, I went to Twitch at the end of April for various reasons and loved it. And yeah. you, you know, there's so much freedom on Twitch. There, there are things that I did due to lockdown that I never would have been able to do had lockdown never happened. So I'm not saying I'm grateful to COVID at all, but no. it, I, I think it made me a better stand-up doing just talking to camera yeah. to however you know I started out with sort of 25 people watching by the end of Covid I'd frequently have like over 100 just watching me and you can improv as Princess Diana for two hours yeah. and they're fine with it <laughs> you couldn't do that here it's kind of what you do a new lease of life as you will yeah, yeah. it really did it made, it made me a lot sort of looser on stage as well in a really okay. nice way yeah was there a moment where it kind of it, with Twitch it, it kind of clicked like oh yes yeah, uh, well, initially I had a, um, a phone in a holder and you just pressed live, yeah. um, which meant reliably good sound and audio, but you couldn't do anything exciting with what was going on behind you. There wasn't anything exciting you could do with sound. Um, and eventually I moved to using uh, open broadcasting software, which is free, and putting my own green screen and, and having fun backgrounds and you could do all kinds of things. I was interacting with Melania Trump at one point. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fun in its own special way. And, and have you paused that for now or is that sort of still ongoing? Yes. Yeah, I haven't streamed on Twitch for a, a few months now but I intend to start again mm. after the Fringe. Like the Fringe has taken over everything. Of course, so. of course. And um, apart from PlayStation, how have you been finding being back? Oh, it's great. It's been great. I... I I can genuinely say four shows in that I'm having my nicest ever fringe. Nice. It's, it's nice. I know, I know people through streaming. There's yeah. people, people like Belal Zafar and um, 
uh, John Robertson, who I was already friends with before yeah. COVID. Um, but thanks to live streaming now, they're really good friends. So it's really nice that they're here too. Nice. You've got a big following on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. And how do you deal with like trolls? <laughs> Uh, you, you, don't, you don't shy away when you, when you, when no, you no, get no. them you don't shy away from them at all no no um, I never want to be uh, self-censoring mm. um, because I'm worried about a troll being mean yeah so um, yeah it's kind of just fine I guess yeah sometimes they get to you like if it particularly if it's a pile on mm. um, uh, I've been I've been quite vocal about how Johnny Depp is definitely an abuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my God, the hatred you get from his fans. It's almost as if they don't care about women at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, with Twitter, <laughs> there's a meme you've made of the eye roll. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, that stupid thing. Yeah. That's, is that the most viral thing? It is. Yeah, this came about in the, um, that, that uh, what were they calling it? Uh, Wagger for Christie yes. trial yes. where Colleen Nolan had taken um, who had taken who to court I can't remember but but Rebecca Vardy had definitely fucked over her mate yeah. and um, they they went to court over it and Rebecca Vardy lost having fucked over her mate um, yeah and I did a uh, I just did a stupid video while sat on the couch with my mum behind me because she's in the video where I go um, I just sort of tut an eye roll and then facing another angle tut an eye roll and I said it's Wayne Rooney and Jamie Vardy mm. seeing each other in the courtroom it went nuts yeah. it went berserk it's had two million plus views and it is just a, a stupid thing that I made in under a minute it, yeah is that infuriating that all the Twitch yeah. stuff all the shows all the podcasts yeah. all the flyering you have to do yeah. you sit on your sofa and you eye roll twice I'm never making an effort again <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally I didn't even do a second take <laughs> so and also you do two other podcasts as well yes um, you do uh, Mystery on the Rocks yep and and also the Queen podcast yeah the official Queen podcast how have they been going yeah they've been fun that was uh, over lockdown again that you suddenly realise oh you can record all these remotely I've been doing them on Zoom um, which meant we could get international guests there the people on the Queen podcast I've barely met them so <laughs> we just saw each other on Zoom quite a lot are there, are there plans to do it in person yeah, there, there, there ought to be. We've got a new series of Queen Pod mm-hmm. in the works. Uh, the works being the name of a Queen album. Um, and yeah, it's very possible that we'll do them in a studio at some point. And for those who want to find it, who's involved in that? That is me, comedian and Queen superfan John Robbins. Yeah, of course. Uh, the uh, legendary Simon Lupton, who's a Queen historian and documentary filmmaker. And Rowan Akaria is our producer and he's a superfan as well. And then Mystery on the Rocks. Mystery on the Rocks is me, Chris <laughs> Stokes, comedian, and Masood Milas, comedian. We are three best friends and we uh, solve real-life mysteries and drink cocktails every week. Um, so, yeah, uh, PlayStation 220 at, mm-hmm. um, at the Banshee, Banshee Labyrinth, Labyrinth on yeah. Street, if you're yes. at the Fringe. Um, and it's part of the PBH Free Fringe. Yes. So for those who don't know what the Free Fringe is or are hesitant or unsure, what is the Free Fringe? Okay, Free Fringe shows are free to come in, but at the end the performer holds a bucket and you give them what you feel the show was worth and what you can afford. So, like, some people have a great time. They know comedians are struggling and they go, here, have 20 quid and they can afford it. Some people can't afford that and they put a pound in the bucket either are very welcome but obviously I prefer 20 pounds yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for that so for those who are considering coming to the fringe either this year or in future years if anything happens mm-hmm. um, what would be your advice to them for 
doing free fringe advice on doing free fringe um find out what your room is like and tailor your show to that room don't come up with a show that is very uh ex like extremely technical and requires excellent sound mm -hmm. if um you don't have a room that can um sort of in allow you to inhabit that yeah. uh However, so I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm in a room that is set up as a cinema. So all my stuff with a screen, that's all fine. Um, so I'd say that come up here with no expectations. That's very wise because uh, expectations will kill your spirit at the yeah. fringe. <laughs> yeah. Expect nothing more than to be here for a month and do your show. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you won't even get to do your show because sometimes no one shows up. Yeah. But I would always recommend the free fringe over the paid fringe if you don't mind not having a tech and if you don't mind maybe having a bit of damp <laughs> so like but if you like if yeah. you want to the difference between the free fringe and a paid fringe is three grand and you get more staff support yeah now i don't want to pay three grand for a room just have a bit more staff support i think the free fringe has got better atmosphere yeah um so uh, earlier i spoke to jen and aram from the Film club, a film club, a improvised comedy. Yeah, and they've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Here's Jen's question. Hi, Suze. <laughs> My name is Jen. I'm in film club, and I gigged with you. You hosted a night when I used to do stand up, and you were such an incredible host and a really supportive person. So thanks for that. Um, I would like to know: Do you have a pre-show, post-show routine? And I want to know what they are. You, you do such incredible performances on stage. How do you get ready? How do you chill out afterwards? Pre and post show routine. So pre show, I put on a bit of makeup, not a lot, just some eye stuff and a bit of lipstick, and that's how I know I'm getting into show mode. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that. I don't tend to eat before a show, mm -hmm. uh, and then and so then afterwards, I'll go and get myself some lovely sushi. Um, <laughs> so what? So what's the plan? What comes next now? Oh, this is the thing. This is the most I've had going on in my career mm. since I started doing The Fringe. So from the beginning of September, immediately gigs start again, which yeah. is great. Um, I have a sitcom in development based on when I was a Christina Aguilera tribute in Iron Apple. Mm -hmm. um, that's in development with a company called Mammoth who make... But of all things Poldark and, <laughs> and Victoria but they're also uh, developing my hilarious crime comedy drama nice. uh, so that's going on I'm working a lot with Richard Thomas who wrote Jerry Springer the opera we've uh, got a one woman show but it's him as well so it's two yeah. of us um, so yeah there's, a, there's, there's lots of nice things happening the fringe is just a bonus and it wasn't was Richard Thomas the guy who was doing show uh, um was writing songs about was it terrible songs or terrible people? It was called Wrong Songs. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good title. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think I saw a streamed version of that show. Oh, what through my Twitch? yeah? Yes, I probably uh, streamed one of our concerts. Yeah, and it's like the, the first song is incredibly wordy and yeah. very. Like, hello, everybody! Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, it went on. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He's not afraid to hurl no. too much at me. No, <laughs> but that was that was an incredible show as well. Thank you. Um, so, what would you recommend to people who want to come to the Fringe this year? Mm, to see. To see. I saw on my second day the death of Anna Mann, which is Colin Holt's new show. Mm -hmm one of the best things I've ever seen. I can't stop thinking about it and I can't wait to go back again, but I don't want him to think that I'm a creep. So I'm going to wait 
at least a week before I go and see it again. That okay. was brilliant. Uh, also recommend Lucy Fredericks, Big Fat Wedding. That's very funny. Um, uh, my flatmate, Gareth Joyner, does a character called Myra Dubois. Myra Dubois is um, a songstress, Yorkshire siren, and she is doing a problem shared at the underbelly, solving the audience's problems. Nice. Who else can I recommend? Eleanor Morton was fantastic. Um, you can't go. You can't go wrong with just Foster Q. So yes, Bilal Zafar, brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of stuff. <laughs> and for those tuning for the first time, tuning in. It's a podcast. <laughs> tune, tune, <laughs> tune in, files. tune in, everybody. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? They don't. They, they, they want to find out more about you. Twitter.com/slash/suzuk. S-O-O-Z-U-K. You'll find me on there. Everything's on there, basically. Yeah. Uh, Suze, have a wonderful friend. Thank you very much. Cheers. 